0: Hello and welcome to Couple of Vidgets, your daily episode-by-episode episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me as always...
1: This is wife, Penny.
0: Hello, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, I am pretty good. How are you doing?
0: Well, uh, as I was going through my little opening spiel, I realized that you did not test your microphone, so thank goodness that works.
1: Yes, that is true. You know,
0: 88 episodes, if we'd have had problem with sound now...
1: <laughs> oh, like, we've not had problems with sound in the past, right.
0: Oh, my Lord. So, uh, <laughs> is there anything else going on?
1: No. Man,
0: no- you really have nothing happening.
1: I do have nothing happening, no. I lead a very boring life. What can I say?
0: Now, you finished, you're finishing up the other book, though. You've got books for Christmas. You went through the uh, first one like within a day.
1: Yeah, I went through my Bobby Singer's Guide, Hunting Guide, or Guide to Hunting pretty fast. Um, John Winchester's journal, it's a little bit of a drier read. There are some bits where he talks about Sam and Dean, but it's just basically just a bunch of information from stuff he's run into as a hunter, which I know in my real life, I'm never going to run into. So, <laughs> not,
0: so you're not too worried about how you need to deal with the Kraken or whatever.
1: Exactly, pretty much.
0: That is funny. All right. Well, good deal. And also, we got our T-shirts in that we bought ourselves for I forget what reason. We need to get a picture of ourselves in those and put up on the website. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. I hope I've hit into
1: mine. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I've hit into mine. (laughs) My COVID-50
0: is turning into a COVID-100 pretty quickly, I think.
1: Oh, no. Well, spring around the corner, you can start taking dogs for walks again. Oh, I
0: should be doing that now. We both know that.
1: Yes.
0: We both know how awesome I am at transitioning into talking about the show. Season five, episode six. I believe the children are <laughs> our future, and finally, I realized, who sings that song is Whitney Houston.
1: Yeah. Yesterday, he was saying Michael Jackson. I thought and it was Michael Jackson.
0: Yeah, it's Whitney Houston. Okay, so we got the recap. We got Sam and his deal, and then the team getting back together and then how they're going to go off and kick ass. Really short recap.
1: It was a short recap. It was just pretty much the same as yesterday's recap, just with, yeah, Sam being fooled by Ruby, killing Lilith and opening the gates of hell so Lucifer can get out.
0: But it all happened so quick that unless you've been watching the show, none of it is clues as to what's going on.
1: No, not really. It, it,
0: that that was a recap for people that know what's going on. Now, like, some of the times they have longer ones that give you bits of backstory to piece together or even, like, introduce characters, but this just all happened so quickly.
1: And I think because this particular episode didn't really, I mean, had nothing to do with the story arc right. of the season, so that's why they didn't really need to throw too much at you. Well,
0: I mean, they do talk about like going off and kicking ass and let's get into that as to how all right how i think that kind of uh did the show uh no not not did not know justice (laughs) (laughs) it's the best my english could come up with okay so we see a lady she's watching tv really way too close to the television too like, she's a teenager. She doesn't need to be a five-year-old girl with her nose pressed against the Saturday morning cartoons. But that's what she looked like. She's brushing her hair at night. She hears a noise, gets up, goes, looks around, calls out for Jimmy, finds little Jimmy in a closet. It seems that this is the babysitter. Uh, he's got an arrow through his head trying to play a joke on the babysitter, which, you know, kids do. Little, I, I, You know, I was that age and had babysitters, and you prank you the, uh, try to prank. Older female teenage cool girl babysitters. (laughs) Um, Jimmy though wants to touch her boobs, which I was like, "Well, that's (laughs) that's a thing I've never tried."
1: (laughs) Yeah, she was not impressed with that. Well, well, nowadays if
0: that happened, the poor kid would be in juvenile detention.
1: (laughs) So she wanted him to go to bed, and she's like, "Here, yeah." He's like, "Let me touch your boob, and I'll go to bed."
0: Yeah, make you a deal. (laughs) Uh, She goes back to the TV set, the dog starts barking, she looks outside, uh, doesn't see much, it kind of looks like something is from the outside looking in, kind of one of those deals, but not really sure. Well, the TV now has static on it, and the parents are home, so, you know, her babysitting duties are over. Father goes to wake up the babysitter, and she's got like some blood on her, and he has some blood on his fingers from kind of rustling her on the couch um then he like rolls her over and there was something up with the side of her head like it was really hard to tell what happened other than she had some sort of injury to her face and head area
1: right like right around her temple looks like really deep uh gouge wounds or something almost yeah. like a claw like an animal claw
0: yeah i could barely even make that out it just looked like some of her hair was it's fine don't worry yeah, about I know, it but
1: I'm, no but i'm gonna put a towel over my
0: Oh, yeah, it's going to spit for a while. Everyone, we are using our Instant Pot, if you remember that cooking fad from one year ago. Uh, We dug ours back out to make a, uh, a, what kind of roast? Chuck roast? Rump roast. Is that from the rump of the cow, or is that one of the things where the butt steak is like nowhere near the butt? We don't know our cuts of meat. So that's the that's the opening of the uh, episode. By the way, really long intro too. Really slowly paced, long as uh, stylistically. I I should really pay attention to like the directors and stuff a little bit more often to see if there's changes and kind of some of these styles. Um, but definitely a little bit different style. It felt like the stinger graphic happens, and we see that the boys they are playing the role of Agent Page and Plant at the autopsy. Of this girl,
1: yeah. They uh, what I wanted to mention before, when you mentioned something about that, this opening seemed longer. You're right, it did, because of the fact that she was looking outside, and the camera angle, looking in the house, did make it look like there's something possibly hiding behind a bush, you know, keeping an eye on her. That's yeah. what she heard. But yeah, it wasn't anything to do with that.
0: Yeah, it's a total red herring.
1: Those bastards.
0: Which I like. I, I like <laughs> a show keeping me guessing. You okay, so. Uh, they're at the autopsy. They go to look at the body. Uh, the doctor says it looked like a wolf attack. Um, but, you know, the problem is found a press-on nail stuck in her brain. And uh, by all the evidence, uh, it looks like she actually scratched deep into her temple and scratched her brains out. And uh, the boy's like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I could have had an itch in her head, a phantom itch. Can I make a little sidebar here and talk about Phantom mitches Because yes. I think you know what I want to bring up. Phil Hendry's uh, R.C. Collins one time lost a testicle, and he claimed he suffered from Phantom Nut.
1: <laughs> well. <laughs>
0: He'd reach down to scratch one, and it wouldn't be there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's funny, but there are people who are amputees that do say they sometimes still feel like that limb is there. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, so a, it it's is an risk.
0: actual condition. Yes. A phantom limb syndrome is an actual, actual condition.
1: And not funny. <laughs> well, if you've got phantom nut,
0: if you have phantom nut, please write into our show at com.
1: Lance Armstrong, if you're listening.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be talking about juice head. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh it's funny then the boys then step out into the hallway as they're leaving the autopsy and then they both kind of have an itch <laughs> just because it's been suggested to them
1: right yeah they did
0: so the boys go to the house of the victim uh sam is asking questions of the parents about like cold spots and you know kind of going through their typical supernatural routine dean's looking around and uh runs into little jimmy and talks to jimmy asks if he's seen anything strange and this kid just acts guilty beyond guilty he's just like no cross my heart hope to die stick a needle in my (laughs) eye i don't know anything and then dean threatens to take him downtown well i guess that was enough to make jimmy break because then the next we see them both leaving the house and dean saying that jimmy admitted to putting itching powder in her hairbrush and uh they get a call on the cell phone and they're off
1: And they're not off to see the wizard. Yeah, powder on the hairbrush. Yeah, Jimmy, he cracked, he folded pretty easily with Dean just saying, oh, you want me to take you downtown?
0: Especially when he really gave up information that could have got him into a lot of trouble. He put itching powder in her hairbrush, and if it caused her to itch her damn head out, I mean, he's going to be up for charges.
1: No, yeah, not really because of the fact that Itching powder doesn't usually do that. Hey, man,
0: there's going to be an investigation. Possibly. Or there should have been if it wasn't Agent Plant and (laughs) Page on the scene.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there might have been a real investigation had those two not shown up and screwed the pooch.
0: Uh, Do you know anything about itching powder? You ever run into it in your life?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Um, One time uh, in high school, I think it was, or middle school, someone had a canister of it and they, like, sprinkled it around the computers like in the i the computer lab area you know where everyone sits and actually rests their arms while they're typing on the old apple twos yes and uh yeah there was a a couple of kids got hit with itchy arms
1: Hmm. no we did not uh play such pranks on each other as kids
0: wait like sam mentioned in this episode that it's made from ground up maple seeds i just figured it was like finely ground pepper or something or uh capsaicin maybe.
1: Oh yeah, something like that. Uh, but yeah, no, he didn't I didn't hear what C D said. I was busy writing and went, not really paying. Uh, Sam
0: said it was made from ground up maple seeds. Uh, uh, itching powder is a powder that induces itching. Well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. Yeah, <laughs> give me a break. Isn't that like the number one rule of a dictionary? You're not supposed to define the word with the word itself. Itching powder is powder that makes you itch.
1: That makes sense.
0: Um, It's usually done as a practical joke or prank to an unsuspecting victim. Uh, It's actually, it's an irritant, can be mechanical, such as uh, ground rose hips. Another is an ingredient, some something or other. Uh, It's a ground up legume seed pod. Um If I remember this, uh, I don't don't know. If I remember, it was just like some gritty crap that just itched. And you just wiped it off. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so moving on from itching powder. We are... um, (coughs) So like I said, uh, they had that little conversation. They got a call and they were off. They're at the, I thought it was the morgue, but it seems like an old folks home with yet another victim. Some guy, he was electrocuted, and there's an old man sitting there, and he admits to using a hand buzzer, and it electrocuted this guy to death. <laughs> he, like, again, like, he quickly gave up, that he just committed a horrible crime.
1: Well, he's like, it was, we all know that joy buzzers don't really do anything like that, but it was just a joke, and he showed Sam and the joy buzzer, so... They're like, wow! Those things don't even have. After they leave the the room, they're like, these things don't even have batteries. They're not supposed to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So now let's go to this prank. Have you ever seen a hand buzzer? One of those things. I've in seen them,
1: but I've I can't remember if I've ever. I mean, I've seen them for sure. But. Well, they
0: don't work because the first thing you feel is this big cold metal thing sticking in your hand. Like, okay, what are you trying to palm to me, dude? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like. It feels like you're making a drug pass, not getting a, it's the stupidest prank ever. <laughs> Who thinks of this garbage?
1: Someone okay. who's rich. Okay, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Not us.
0: <laughs> okay, so the boys, uh, I, they, I guess the old man handed over, well, they probably said, we need to take this for evidence. They grabbed it and they went back to, they were at like some house or something it looked like. I couldn't figure out if they were in a hotel or a house. No, it was
1: a, yeah, it was a motel, their motel room.
0: Okay, well, they had a ham in a pan and uh, Dean gets all suited up in like big rubber welding gloves and then like a torch mask, which was awesome because I used to have one of those (laughs) and wear it to bars. (laughs) It looked like a total goofball, but... uh, And he takes the Joy Buzzer and he zaps it and he like cooks the whole ham within like 10 seconds.
1: Yes, it did a rather nice job, didn't it?
0: Yeah, I like, here's a fun thing about electricity. It flows on the surface of objects, so how it cooked down inside the ham so perfectly well is just TV magic.
1: Yes, it is TV magic because we do know electricity does not work that way.
0: Uh, So it totally looks like we're dealing with cursed objects here. Uh, And... Sam somehow magically knows that there's a connection between these objects, but that they were both purchased at the same store. How does Sam know that? Sam didn't talk to Jimmy about his itching powder.
1: No, but remember Dean had the packet of what was left in his hand when they left the house. And so it might've had the store on there and maybe oh, the buzzer had, yeah. sometimes it's for those the price buzzer, labels. Or price yep. label or anything like that would have the, the name of the store on okay, there.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, I forgot that he took it. But I was like, how does Sam know this? Well, the boys go to that magic gag shop, which I love magic shop, gag shop, clown oh shops. They're so much fun. Uh, I think they're all out of business nowadays, but back yeah. in the day they were cool.
1: Yeah, I say, back in the day, we used to go like to Spencer's when they had those at the mall, but I don't even know if they have Spencer's anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: When we lived in LA we went to that one in the Orange County Mall once or twice.
1: I don't remember. That was so long ago.
0: But yeah, I mean those places are fun because if you buy you know, if you buy a magic trick, then they'll uh they'll take you in back and then train you how to do it to get you started because you know, they dir- you can't only write so many directions down. You need to see something in real life on how to do stuff. So it right. was that's always fun. You buy a little trick for ten dollars and then you get a little private lesson, then you you know, you leave behind the curtain, then you're off to amaze your friends for the next day and a half until you lose or break the whatever it was.
1: Private lesson, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got to see how the cane works. <laughs> or the wand works, I mean. Okay. Uh... <laughs>
1: well, I think we all know how the wand works. <laughs>
0: So they find the owner and they chat with him. This owner, he's like really angry. Uh, He he pretty much admits that he hates the public, that they're all into their phones nowadays and uh, not into magic acts and gags anymore, Uh, which is funny that in 2008, 2009, that they're complaining about how people are on phones too much. Phones back then were garbage. Look at twenty twenty when you can carry on an entire business
1: yes off that's your true, phone. yeah back then well well they said the iPhone was introduced in two thousand seven and this was two thousand nine and he did mention everyone's on their iPhones and everyone's you know no one's doing this yeah stuff they're really on their anymore. 3G with
0: their uh, <laughs> with their web two yeah amazing people <laughs> wait until you see the future okay um so they're kind of thinking that hey, it seems pretty obvious to uh, the audience and to the boys that this guy is cursing objects and taking out revenge. Dean uh, angrily grabs a rubber chicken, down which again I don't know why rubber chickens are funny. <laughs> I, don't I, either. Don't I don't know. I don't know why they are. they're the dumbest prop on earth, but I think rubber chickens are funny.
1: I think we have one our one in our garage, don't we? A rubber chicken. I know we have a fake limb for Halloween. No,
0: um, I I think my rubber chicken ended up at a Shimmer show or something. Um, You know, rubber chickens come in and out of your life. They're just, they're like pets. They come and go.
1: I have never owned a rubber chicken.
0: (laughs) Boy, you you have not lived. Well, he pulls it down off, off of the rack. Then he takes the Joy Buzzer. And then he fries the rubber chicken and, like, melts it. And then I'm like, wow, that's some powerful electricity to go through (laughs) a non-conductive surface.
1: Yeah, true, rubber is non-conductive. Yeah,
0: it wouldn't, uh, like, okay, but whatever. Yet again, TV magic in this Joy Buzzer situation. The owner, though, he is scared shitless, falls over backwards, like, through a big stack of boxes, Uh and Sam just turns to Dean and he's like, Well, I guess he's not a witch cursing items. And they split.
1: Yeah, it's not the powerful witch, because they <laughs> thought it was a powerful witch cursing items on their forelings so cursed after. So it's hope oh, this is not the powerful witch. Yeah,
0: now that they just ruined that guy's countertop and day.
1: Not the droids they're looking for.
0: We see then a uh, dad putting a little girl to bed. And puts a tooth under her pillow, Think she lost a tooth, and Dad says, yeah, you'll get a tooth for you, I'll come and give you a quarter. The dad leaves. For some unknown reason, the little girl gets up, grabs a tooth, and sticks it under her dad's pillow.
1: Well, there wasn't an unknown reason, because she said something about, oh, so I'm going to be asleep, and someone's going to be creeping around my bedroom? No, thank you. That sounds scary. So she she didn't want the stranger creeping around in her bedroom.
0: Okay, I missed that part of the conversation i was still catching up with the whole (laughs) owner tripping over his boxes (laughs) okay so that explains why the little girl did that swell outside in the dad's bedroom we see some someone big flying in on little fluttery wings and come to find out yes it's a huge guy in a pink tutu he looks like a professional wrestler
1: (laughs) he does he really does um
0: he gets on top of him, and he has a whole, uh, he's got some pliers, and he goes and starts ripping out teeth. And the Tooth Fairy's real. I, we talked about this before when I asked what mythical characters existed in the supernatural universe, and I asked about Tooth Fairy, and you said yes, and sure enough, here it is.
1: Well, not only that, but I think, well, we watched, and I hope it was the past one, I think it was with the Trickster, when he said something about someone, anyway, said something about killing the Tooth Fairy, and he deserved it. And you turned to me, and goes, "Tooth Fairy is a he?" And I said, "From what I remember in Supernatural, yes, the Tooth Fairy is a he." And it was this episode that, yeah, this big scary-looking guy was dressed up in <laughs> a pink tutu like the Tooth Fairy.
0: All right, cool. Thanks for setting me straight on that. Gave me time to get a glass of water. Geeesh, I'm dying. All right, so uh, the boys then are at at the hospital. Sam went and talked to the. Am I on? All of a sudden, I feel deaf. Testing, testing. All right. Um, so they're at the hospital. Sam uh, is investigating. Uh, he went and talked to the guy that got his rip, his teeth ripped out. And he gave the description of the guy we saw. And he left 35 quarters under his pillow, too. One for every uh, tooth that he took out. 32. Cause 32. that's how many te-
1: teeth, I guess, we have oh, okay. as adults. As I 32. thought he
0: said 35 quarters. <laughs> no,
1: nope, 32 quarters.
0: Okay. Uh, and then also, I missed this little tidbit, but some about Dean found a guy with a deformed face because he held his face in a weird position for too long?
1: Well... They're kind of getting, you know, thinking what's going on here, because you have the itching powder, it makes you scratch your brains out, you have the joy buzz, it electrocutes you, the tooth fairy's real. Uh, Sam said he found some kids up in another wing of the hospital who had stomach ulcers because they mixed Pop Rocks and Coke. I know that was Dean, mixed Pop Rocks and Coke. Um, and yes, there was someone else who had their face stuck this way. And um so Samuel's face stuck that what way? And so Dean demonstrates what his face was stuck like. And then they realize that it must be the trickster or something because these are all lies that kids believe are possible.
0: Yeah, I remember that as a kid. you know Parents would say if you kept your face like that, it would stay that way. Exactly. They just they were sick of you screwing around with your face. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> pretty much.
0: Uh, you know the one thing that they missed in this episode? The one childhood thing... If you put salt on a bird's tail, it won't fly away.
1: Well, they probably wanted to leave poor innocent creatures alone. <laughs>
0: I don't know how that have worked that into the storyline exactly. But that's something I was told as a kid. And I like legitimately believed it well into adulthood until I gave it like a good hard thought and like, hey, wait. <laughs> Why would salt keep a bird from flying away? Oh. It was the five-cent way to keep me busy running around the yard chasing birds and not annoying my
1: parents.
0: (laughs) If anyone else fell for that as a kid, please write in.
1: I don't think anyone else fell for that as a kid. For one thing, how would you get close enough to get it on the tail of a bird to see if it could not fly off? Gotta
0: sneak up. Gotta be slow.
1: Oh, I see. Gotta be stealthy.
0: That didn't work. Gotta be fast. (laughs) If that didn't work... (laughs) You know there's always some other excuse to get you out the door um so yeah they uh leave uh, they the, Dean puts it all together that uh what they're what people believe is becoming true uh then we see them back at the hotel. Dean is eating a, a ham sandwich again um Sam comes in and kind of scolds him for eating a ham sandwich, but man, ham sandwiches are delicious
1: Yeah, what's with the ham again and He's like, well, we don't have a refrigerator, so he wants to make sure and eat it before it goes bad.
0: Yeah, big, nice slab, slather on some uh, that well, 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 horseradish sauce, delish. Uh, Sam has mapped out all of the places that all this weird stuff is happening at and finds that it's happening within a two-mile radius. Dean asks if the motel is within the radius, and it is. Dean then looks very sheepish, pulls up his hand... And it's hairy.
1: <laughs> it has got a hairy palm.
0: Uh, I just, at this point, I was like, oh my God, how low brow can this show get? <laughs>
1: like, if I was just a casual watcher,
0: I probably would have just turned it off.
1: Well, but what makes it work is the face that Jensen Echols makes. <laughs> you know, he can really pull off those looks. But another thing that IMDB brought up is like, he should have known that it was within that two mile radius because they were in the motel room when the joy buzzer worked.
0: Yes. So you, Dean
1: would have known that they were within that two-mile radius. Yeah,
0: you're right. Uh, well, Sam and Dean, they uh, there's a farmhouse right in the middle of this two-mile radius. So Sam and Dean figure that the evil is emanating from within. <laughs> uh, they go to the house that's out in the middle of nowhere. A little kid comes through the door. It takes a little bit for uh, the boys to convince the little kid to let him in, but he does. The kid's inside warming up some soup uh dean finds a a picture of the tooth fairy and it's you know it's a crayon drawing but it looks very similar to the real guy that we saw Uh, and the kid is convinced that the tooth fairy is real his dad told him so and then this kid continues to go through everything else that he thinks is real until they get to the joy buzzer and then dean sets them straight that the joy buzzer is just a harmless little toy and that won't really hurt anyone. It doesn't even have batteries. And then he takes it and stabs Sam with it to see if it, to prove that it doesn't work. And I was like, hey, wait. You don't know if that kid no- believes you yet or not. What are you doing? That's, that was a hell of a risk. It
1: was a hell of a risk. But Jesse, like little boy's name was Jesse, but he's like, oh, okay. Kind of like he accepted it right th- with that in there as Dean was telling him. But
0: Yeah, it's like, wow. Good thing that kid is, you know. Quick, quick quick, and hip to your jive, daddy-o. <laughs> um, so the uh, boys leave then and discuss and wonder how he is doing oh. it. And the kid's like looking out the windows creepily at him. <laughs> uh, Sam does some research, come to find out the kid's adopted. They know where the biological mother is and they go to the mother's house. They ring the doorbell. A very suspicious woman answers... Uh, with lots of locks on her door, but eventually uh, she opens up the door. Sam asks her about the kid. A lady gets scared and runs away through her house. The boys chase her down through the house. The very end, she grabs a some salt, throws it on the boys, and uh, is like, oh, you guys aren't demons, huh? When the salt just bounces off of their faces.
1: Right. So right away they're like, uh, how do you know about demons?
0: Yep, Sam's like, how do you know? So then next we see the boys are sitting down and talking with the lady over cups of tea. Uh, She tells them that she was once possessed by a demon and was pregnant. The demon used her body to give birth to a child. After she gave birth, she was able to overcome the evil, pour a bunch of salt down her own mouth, and chase the demon away. She wanted to kill the baby, but she decided just to put it up for adoption and take off. Um, She didn't get very far if they were able to get tracked down this quickly though so yeah I think she didn't do a very good job at covering up her adoption papers
1: when Sam did his research I think he said that she just lived on like the other side of the state so yeah you're right she didn't move very far
0: well and how would Sam even know why are those records open
1: Sam's a master with the, according to John in his journal, Sam's a computer whiz and was probably able to hack into those uh, sealed records. Right.
0: That's how computers work. (laughs) Uh, Dean asks who the father was and she tells him she was a virgin. And I thought, bullshit, you had sex before, lady. I can just tell by the look (laughs) in your crazy eyes. Uh, But whatever, we'll take her word for it, I guess. Uh, The mom asks about uh, her son. Dean's like, oh, yeah, his name's Jesse, and he's a good kid. A very good kid. (laughs) (laughs) You're a good kid, Jesse, a very good kid. What you did was good.
1: And we keep telling you that so we don't end up out in the (laughs) cornfield. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Shades of cornfield all over it. (laughs) He lives on a farm, for crying out loud.
1: Oh, yeah, he was in the middle of the farm. He could have easily ended up in the cornfield.
0: Exactly. So... I hope we didn't give any spoilers away, but this little kid might have something to do with it. Uh, leaving there, Sam asks, now what? And Dean says, we need some help. They get back to the hotel. Cass is there waiting for him. Uh, and, Dean, and Sam was like, oh, I, I, you heard our calls? I mean, literally, were they just driving down the road praying? Like, oh, dear Cass, please hear our prayers and come find us at the
1: they, such and
0: such hotel. Or did they call on the cell phone?
1: They do both sometimes. If they can't reach him on the cell phone, they'll they'll do a prayer.
0: Okay. Uh, Cass lets them know that the child is the Antichrist. After he unleashes this horrible news, Cass slowly, ever so slowly, comically, painfully slowly sits down on a whoopee cushion (laughs) and lets out the world's longest, fakest whoopee cushion flabbergast. (laughs) All right, next gag item. Have you ever run into a whoopee cushion in your life?
1: I have. You know, when I worked at Arcadia, a uh, girl I worked with, April, she had one. She put it on my chair, but she never blew it up. I just looked, saw it, it flat on my chair, and I'm thinking, girl, this ain't going to work anyway. One thing I saw, it's not even blown up. She didn't know how it worked? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, April, if you're listening. Love you. Miss you. What
0: if she, well, wait. I want to rewind the physics and how she thought this worked. Did she think then you would sit on it, and then when you would let off a little silent peeper fart, that then it would like
1: amplify it? I have no idea. I never like, asked.
0: Did she think that your ass was supposed to power? I it?
1: have no idea. I don't know. But That's that was my one and only experience blowing. with the whoopee cushion.
0: You have really been left out of the gag scene. <laughs>
1: My parents did not think it was appropriate.
0: No, but you go to the mall as a teenager and have a $20 bill in your pocket.
1: OK, we lived an hour away from the nearest town with a mall, which to us was a very the very large city of Madison. We only went there for special occasions to go to the mall. We did not just hang out there on any random weekend <laughs>
0: Jesus, you should have, man. It was cool. I'm sure. It was the 80s. It was the height of mall years. And you never hung out at the mall. Yeah, in the
1: 80s, I was working. You're 10 years younger than me.
0: Oh, man. You were the height of mall supremacy.
1: Actually, the 80s, I was in high school. The early 80s, I was in high school. Food
0: courts were invented.
1: I know. Okay, enough about malls. (laughs) They're all dead now anyway. I know.
0: Uh, Okay, Um, Cass uh, says that the Bible has it wrong about what the Antichrist really is. Uh, Now that Lucifer is risen, this little demon child is much stronger, and the demons are now going to want to find him and use him uh, as their weapon and tool uh, to eventually eliminate all of heaven. And Cass says that they should just head on over kill the kid. Uh, The boys push back, and Cass is like, hey, wait, a year ago you'd have done it without asking. And Sam's like, yeah, but things have changed. Dean thinks they should just go kidnap him. (laughs) Take him to Bobby's. Take him to Bobby's. Uh, Cass quickly shoots down that idea. He's like, you know, he can just blink you to the other side of the planet, so probably not a good idea. Uh, Sam, though, he is a big idea how to handle uh, Billy Moomy Kid here is that just tell him the truth. You know, what if he knows all of the information on the good and the evil and heaven and hell? He'll pick the right side. Cass then turns to him Coley says, you didn't. Yeah. Uh, He could have added a bitch after that.
1: Yeah, he could (laughs) have. But he didn't.
0: I would have accepted a Cass saying, you didn't, bitch. (laughs) Well, back at the mom's house, the mailman shows up. We quickly figure out he's a demon, and not only a demon, but the demon that was in her before. And it now not wants to know where its son's at and knows that the Winchesters were by. It smokes out of the mailman's mouth into the mom's mouth, and the mom takes off. At this point, the mailman drops over and collapses. Is he dead or not? Did you notice any, like, bullet wounds or stab wounds or anything on him?
1: I did not notice that, but sometimes... If, they have internal, if the body has internal injuries, you're not going to see that. Because look at when Meg died. You right. can tell by looking at her when the demon was in her that she was going to die when the demon left. So uh, that's what I'm thinking is what happened with this guy.
0: Next we see uh, Jimmy. Jesse. Jesse? Why do I have Jimmy in my notes?
1: Jesse's a little demon kid. Jimmy was the kid with the arrow stunt thingy.
0: Yeah, you're right. Okay, uh, we see Jesse. Cass shows up at his house. He's got the demon blade behind his back. Cass lurks in on the kid to uh, go and kill him. Right before Cass goes and stabs him with the demon blade, though, Dean kicks in this kid's front door, and Dean comes running in and asks... Uh Jesse. Are you sure it's Jesse? Why do I got Jimmy all over my notes? So yeah, as uh-huh. Jesse. Uh where the trench coat guy was, and they looked down and now Cass is a little plastic figure on the floor.
1: Yes, Cass is now his own little action figure.
0: Um Cass's figure size changes. Like at this point, he's a tiny little like HO scale plastic person. In a little bit in a little bit here then he turns into a like a taller plastic guy did you notice that no i didn't notice that all right dean tells uh the kid that he's a superhero and he's gonna take him away and go get training just like the x-men there's even a guy in a wheelchair (laughs) (laughs) he points out uh being bobby all of a sudden though sam and dean they get force force pushed against the wall i gotta tell you when that happened it it shocked me it surprised me my heart skipped a beat i was like woo.
1: Oh really? Yeah,
0: that like for some reason that was a jump scare for me when they got pushed to the side. Oh. Demon mom comes strolling into the farmhouse and tells Jesse that she is his parent, and uh, but he doesn't believe it initially. He's just like, "Who the hell are you, crazy lady?" <laughs> uh, the mom continues to go on and on though, pointing out how everything in his life is a lie. She tells him that he can do, you know, in actuality, he can do anything that he wants. Um the fireplace starts, the room starts to shake, the mom is kind of egging him on about, ooh, you're getting mad now, aren't you? Uh Sam then is able to like break away from this force push a little bit and tells Jesse that he'll tell him the truth. Uh so Jesse allows with his mental powers, breaks the force push and lets Sam go. Mm-hmm. Sam tells him the truth um about his mom and about the whole war about the angels and demons. And uh, so, basically, Sam's plan. Yeah,
1: Sam, it was originally Sam's plan in the beginning to begin with. Yeah,
0: so. <laughs> Sam tells him that he can make the right choices. Uh, it's kind of up to him, you know. He's he, he's he's the head kid in charge at this point. Jesse then force pushes the demon out of his mom and lets Dean go. Dean picks up Cass from the floor, and this is when when Dean picks up Cass now. Cass is like eight times as big he's like a big action figure guy i didn't really notice that um and asks can be brought back uh jesse's like "Well, no he just tried to kill me (laughs) are you stupid um sam tells him that he's you know he's more powerful than anything they've ever seen uh jesse verifies that he can't stay there you know he's like whoa demons are gonna be coming after me right and they're like yep um it's like, well, I can't leave my mom and dad behind. And the boys are like, well, it's going to be super dangerous for them. And, and Jesse was even like, where's your dad at? And They're like, well, we hung out with him, and now he's dead. So
1: And he was killed by a demon. So they're yeah. just trying to emphasize to Jesse that.
0: You're going to get folks killed around. Yeah, you.
1: as much as he might want his parents, with, it's just not going to be and it, Good for them, yeah.
0: So Jesse decides he's gonna split on his own. And he was a really young kid, too, to just be off on his own. But I guess if you're a god, yeah, you really got nothing to worry about. Um, he asks if he can go say goodbye to his parents. He wonders, which was weird. Why did he ask Sam and Dean? He could have just done it, <laughs> you know, like doesn't he realize he's omnipotent yet?
1: Not yet, I don't think.
0: Um, so he goes upstairs to say goodbye. Uh, by the way, did you notice all the bedrooms in this house had glass on their bedroom doors? The top half was like a beaded, rumply glass. No,
1: I didn't notice that. Be-
0: interior doors and bedrooms aren't going to have glass in it, even if it's rumply privacy glass, because you can still see outlines and bodies.
1: Yeah, and I don't know.
0: Situations. You're going to walk past one of those and see your dad just laid out naked in a hot summer night. It's very weird.
1: Well, I would think the light would be off and he'd be on the bed and I wouldn't What, what in, if he's it? drunk
0: have is sleeping in? Whatever. Sunday morning. He's yeah. missing church.
1: Oh, you don't know my dad. <laughs> that would not happen.
0: I'm not saying your dad, someone's dad. Whoever lived in this house with glass in their interior bedroom doors. Well, the boys realize that he's been upstairs saying too long to say goodbye, which I thought was also weird. Like, how long do you how long do you say goodbye forever? Uh, so they go upstairs and look. He's gone. Uh, Cass, though, is back instantly. And he tells them that everyone else in town has been put back to normal. How does Cass know all this right away?
1: Um, probably, I think he mentioned something about Jesse told him. Okay. That before he left, uh, because he put Cass, and Cass would say the ones that were still alive anyway were put back to to normal. So it means the girl that scratched her brains out and Joy Buzzer guy and uh, the mailman were not so fortunate.
0: Yeah, which sucks. Uh, A little kid, you know, he's still very naughty. Driving away, Dean says, look at us, we ruined this kid's life with the truth. I a Dean, shut up. At least his plan worked. You and your stupid superhero plan was a bust. <laughs> yeah, ding-a-ling. Uh, dean figures that it's fine for parents to lie about real-life dangers, and he wished his dad lied more to them. Sam agrees. The end.
1: Yeah, I kind of wish Dad would have lied and not told us about all these scary monsters out there. But then they wouldn't have been prepared, because were. Uh, Sam's been a target his whole life.
0: If they're the perfect vessels, I mean, did they just get that title or did they have them since birth?
1: I believe since birth. Because I mentioned before that in future episodes we'll learn that Mary and John were supposed to get together, supposed to have Sam and Dean, and yeah, I think
0: that's so, why. Yeah, so, I mean, if John didn't say anything to him, like, well, they just probably would have been wiped out in this war pretty quick, and that would have yeah, been the end of
1: exactly. them. exactly. If so. he hadn't trained them how to be fighters, they'd be long dead by now.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So the deaths on this episode is three, right?
1: Three, yes. That in IMDb, IMDb does is also
0: correct. Beautiful. <laughs> um. Uh, what's tomorrow's episode?
1: Tomorrow's episode, season five, episode seven: The Curious Case of Dean Winchester.
0: Okay. Well, I'll be the Curious Case of uh, Benjamin Buttons, and I'm assuming that there's other Curious Case of titles of books and movies right
1: possibly i don't know i just know that one i feel
0: like that's a common way to start a title (laughs) the curious case of our dogs licking the floor
1: oh no she's into the treats
0: oh geez she's just eating treats like they're dog food oh it's a good thing the other dogs didn't realize what was going on it would have been a it would have been a riot
1: there would have been a ruckus for sure it would have
0: been a congress riot up in here
1: <laughs> that's true that's very true now I hope you don't get sick and puke up all over the bed tonight yeah don't look cute at me
0: I know now she's just going to sit there and lick her lips and look cute okay so we'll check that out uh, everyone we have a facebook group called armchair hunters come on over and say hi we've got an awesome website run by Penny here, uh, called coupleofidgets.com and over there every single episode is posted, along with a little comment area if you want to chime in on something that we talked about that we may or may have not gotten right. Uh, head on over and comment, and then of course there's information on how to subscribe with all of your podcast listening devices. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell anyone else that might like Supernatural. To listen to us because we are much funnier and have more information than those other websites. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is true. We're, we're funnier anyway. I don't know about the more information.
0: We're more um, accurate than IMDb. True bad. And that. In our, uh, our show recaps are much more detailed than those other ones. That is true. That is
1: true.
0: Clean up your act, folks. <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> angrily <laughs> to people I don't even know. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Bye.